Hey everyone, this is Mark Cunningham. Uh, I am the host today. Taylor is not with us and we have a really special guest for you. Um, she's interned for us all summer. Uh, she's done such a good job that we wanted to, before she left, we wanted to give her a chance to be on the show. So welcome our communications intern, Carrington Ward. Hi, good to be here. Hopefully I don't ruin it for the rest of the interns in the future. <laughs> well, you can't be worse than Taylor, so I wouldn't worry about it. So what, Carrington, you go to school where, you go to school at Taylor University, right, in Missouri? Uh, no, it's in Upland, Indiana, but yeah. Indiana. Indiana. Okay, well, they're, they're all kind of the same. It's all yeah. flyover country, right? Um, yeah. Is, you're going back to school in the fall, right? You're going back to, for physical classes. Yeah, one of the few, it seems like. So yeah, we'll see all those. And, and she, this is her last, um, I think next week's your last week. So we're, we want to give her a chance to be on over uh, DCAF. She's helped us a lot uh, the whole summer. So this is, we're, we're glad to have you. So we're going to start by talking about what happened yesterday. Um, Beacon did our show over caffeinated. It's the first one since you've been here, Carrington. And we went to Peg Leg Porker, which is the best barbecue in the state, maybe in the country. I'm not sure, but it's incredible. Um, and we interviewed Carrie Bringle, who is the, the CEO of there and the pitmaster, I think is what they call him. Uh, and he, he kind of became famous for writing this, this national tax letter. He's been on the Food Network. He's been everywhere. But so what was your experience like, Karen? I know that you tried the barbecue. So first, I'm interested to hear what you thought of that. And then just kind of being there and having this discussion with him. Yeah. Well, okay. So I didn't think that the barbecue was going to live up to it. I've had a lot of good barbecue. My sister lives in Memphis. Uh, I live in North Carolina. But honestly, it was incredible. The dry rub was so good. Uh, all the sides were really good. It definitely lived up to the name. The whole atmosphere was cool. Was it the best you've ever had? Best ribs or not? If, if you had to... You're, you're I not, think, <laughs> yeah, it was. The dry rub was so good. I loved, like, the sauces, too. I think it's, like, the white Alabama sauce. Yeah, it was all so good. Yeah, I'd have to say it's the best ribs I had. And what did you think? I mean, so he was... You had never really saw him or heard of him before, but what did you think about Carrie? I mean, he was pretty incredible, right? Like, just the way... Yeah. He, he kind of spoke for, it felt like the common man, but in a really, really well-spoken manner. Yeah, he, yeah, his, what he said was awesome. He has, like, a really good sense of humor. He's just a great guy. Like, I really, like, valued getting to hear him speak. Uh, just, like, all of the, like, yeah, he just had a lot going and spoke really well for what people in Tennessee feel and all the stuff that's going in Nashville. Yeah, it was awesome to hear him speak. And it was cool because he came from a business owner perspective, but also like a normal person. And yeah. I mean, usually our shows are over caffeinated for about 25 minutes. We don't time them like for a specific time, but it went about 40 minutes and it felt like an hour. I mean, he answered these questions so passionately. And he's so informed about everything. It was just, yeah. I think it might be our, it's one of our better ones ever. Yeah, I think, yeah, he had a lot of passion and it was like, honestly, kind of hard to hear some of the stuff that he was saying because that you like felt like you were going through it with him, even though. I'm not from Tennessee, but I just like felt so bad for all the like crap that he's had to go through, and yeah, but. It was, and he yeah. really, he really did just this excellent job of explaining what it's like from like a small business owner's perspective. Yeah. That other people, like politicians, people who don't work in the private sector, like, they don't understand. Even me, like I've worked in the private sector, but I've never owned a business. My dad does. It's like some of these things that he goes through sounds like exactly what my dad's going through. Like I, I didn't know about that beforehand, so it was just it was good to hear that from him. Yeah, definitely makes you want to support people like him. So that was a great time. So we're going to be airing that tomorrow at 2 p.m. on our Facebook. We're going to start airing it, and uh, it's really good. So I would suggest watching it. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on from great news to really bad news. Um, the GDP is down 9.5% today, which is the biggest quarterly drop in the history since they started measuring it. Um, it's, uh, it it's really, really bad. And I'm not an economics expert. I'm not somebody who can get into what, what exactly, I mean, I know the gross domestic product is, but what exactly that means. But 
I think the one thing we need to talk about is why has this happened? I mean, it's easy for people to say, well, it's happened because of coronavirus, but that's not really why it's happened. It's happened because of the restrictions and what a lot of governments have done about coronavirus. So what are your thoughts on kind of what this means? Because this is, this is going to scare people. I, I haven't looked at the market. I imagine the market's going to be way down. And, and how, how we can make this better because this is, this is really, really devastating. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you're right that it's going to scare people. Um, wonder if, yeah, maybe it's a little intentional, but it's what happens when like free enterprise, I think is restricted and businesses aren't able to invest in their communities. We talked about Carrie, like that's what he did. Uh, it's been hard for him to invest. And so, yeah, that's why I think the GDP is dropping and just, we need things to open back up. We need life to return back to normal, you would think so. Like we aren't struggling like this. Like none of this is a surprise, like you said. And it's, it's like, it's this hard idea. We keep hearing the government's trying to balance public safety and the economy. Yeah. Um, they're not doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, this is, this is not balancing the economy. You see some states where they have, but, but really they shouldn't be shutting down any businesses or doing anything. I mean, I get, I, I think that people have different opinions on the mask, but I think that we can all kind of agree that saying that, oh, you need to shut down any business in the sector. Oh, if, you, if you're not serving real food, you have to be shut down. It's, it's so inconsistent and yeah. it's going to happen. And it's, this is the national GDP, but we see places like New York City, we see places like Los Angeles, the entire state of California, where people yeah. are losing jobs, people are going to be on unemployment, people are, it's just, it's not working. And not it's the right solution, but you see that, on the other hand, Sweden, which they did have a lot more deaths, uh, because they basically didn't shut down at all, but it seems like at this point, they basically have herd immunity. I think they had two new cases yesterday, um, and, and, it's, and they're not even wearing masks, like, well, everyone's basically had it now. And not yeah. that that is the solution, but you can see... It's something that we should take a look at and say, like, this, this is less restrictive. The death rate is essentially the same. And, and again, it's not over. That's what we keep hearing about. Like, they're shutting down these businesses. And, and Europe has done, I guess, overall has done a pretty good job. But now it's back in Europe. So even though, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, even though we are doing all these things, and yeah, maybe we're slowing a little bit, but it's going to come back. We don't have a vaccine. So all we're doing is, like, delaying the inevitable in some ways. Yeah. And I think, like, part of the reason I'm so fed up and I think a lot of other people are frustrated too. It's just like also arbitrary and inconsistent. Like even with all the businesses, like you just don't, it's kind of like the fly by the seat of their pants. So you just want some consistency because I get to like the safety and I'm willing to wear a mask and all of that. But like, I want to be able to go to these businesses too. Like you need these to survive. People pay their mortgage and all of that. But yeah, like things aren't going to be changing. So we need to figure out how to adapt. And the inconsistency thing is a big deal. It's like you see Cuomo like saying that buffalo wings are not real food, so that shouldn't count as food. It's like, what? Why does eating food have to do and drinking alcohol? Like, how does that have anything to do with coronavirus? Or how does national closing bars at 10 p.m. because apparently coronavirus does not come out after 10, according to, to Mayor Cooper. So, even, even if there is health safety, like you need you need consistency, and like you at least if you're going to put this rule, whether it's a good or bad rule, there at least has to be something behind it to say like, oh, bars that serve wings are going to be more likely to like it just doesn't make any sense and it's frustrating and even though it's, it's like you said it's disappointing but it's not all that surprising and yeah. if it's, don't pick up it's going to happen again next next gdp and we're going to have these continued issues so we have there's got to be some kind of middle ground here that we have to figure out soon because otherwise we could end up losing this i, I mean all our economic growth that we've made over the past i don't know 20 years very quickly you just draw some lines
Yeah, so let's go to, this is one of my favorite days of the year. You can see I have my, I just got this yesterday. It's an all-star Rudy Gobert jersey. He's my, my favorite team of jazz. So the NBA comes back tonight. Uh, I am very, very excited. I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, the jazz, actually, my team is the first game of the whole year. We're starting on TNT tonight at five. But I want to talk about something else with the NBA is there, there's been a lot of social justice uh, type things. I know that some of the players are wearing phrases on their back. They're, they're putting Black Lives Matter on the court. But there's a concern, I think, about this message that, oh, look, we want equality, things like that. But then at the same time, they are not even close to standing up for the human rights abuses in China. And they're not protecting Hong Kong, which then you see these protests out there. They're not even allowed to protest in Hong Kong. They're yeah. literally get arrested you protest in Hong Kong right now. But the NBA doesn't seem to care about that. They only care about things that I guess don't affect their bottom line. So there's a new article from ESPN today basically talking about this camp. And actually one of the T Tennessee Senator uh, Marsha Blackburn is one of the people who called the NBA out. They had these camps in China that are supposed to be educational and, and apparently there's human rights abuses there. They're not actually learning anything. There's no school. A lot of the Americans who are involved have quit. Um, but we see time after time just, just what's happening in China. And the NBA seems to care so much about rights here, but they don't care at all when it comes to Hong Kong and China. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? At, at the same time that you get all these jerseys, if you put free Hong Kong on an NBA.com jersey, they will not do it. They say that's not the correct phrase. So they're kind of just sweeping that under the rug, right? Yeah, that – yeah, it's terrible. It's, again, another inconsistent thing that we're doing and kind of like what's more trendy almost. Uh, maybe not the best phrase to say, but yeah, I think it's awful. Like there's terrible things going on there and we have free speech here. And I think a lot of times we're taking it for granted. Uh, it's kind of like the soapbox we're standing on. They're kind of sl sledging it with a hammer. Like we have the right to do this. And so we get to, but we're not like letting these people in Hong Kong do it or standing up for them. And yeah, just the whole inconsistency of the NBA, like not letting this happen or just, yeah, not supporting it. And we talked a little about consistency. That's one of the problems with some of these COVID orders that they're inconsistent, but how can you stand up and say, you know what, yeah. we, we want you to stand up for this, but when it comes to something that's going to financially hurt you, all, all the Black Lives Matter stuff, all the stuff they're doing there, I mean, fine, they, they can do whatever they want. I mean, I'm not, I'm not there to even argue with that. Yeah. That doesn't hurt their bottom line. But when they actually attack China, it I mean, so, and they make billions of dollars each year from China. They yeah. love the NBA in China. But when it comes to standing up for Hong Kong, when it actually affects your wallet, they don't seem to have the guts to do that because they're going to yeah. it's, it's, There's a phrase that I'm sure I'm going to mess up, but it's easy to stand up for your principles when you have nothing at stake. And that's what that, but when you have something at stake, like all this money, it's a lot harder to stand up for them. And that, to me, that's what I feel like the NBA is doing. Yeah, definitely. Like, call it out you have to be like willing to just like call the crap for what it is. Yeah. And lose money. And, that, and that's, if you yeah. say for principles, that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We think about all the human rights abuses in China and what they're doing to Hong Kong. Yeah. You can't be ignored. It shouldn't be. Well, the NBA has done a pretty good job ignoring it, but yeah. I'm going to watch the games tonight. I'm not going to completely boycott, but I, I do think it's important to keep the pressure on them because yeah. it's not acceptable. And they're one of the very few organizations that actually had these huge ties to China that make, could maybe make a change. I mean, they might actually have the impact to be able to do something like that. Yeah, definitely. So the last segment here, you're going to have to carry. Um, the new Taylor Swift CD came out. Uh, it's apparently everyone loves it. It's like a folksy type CD. I guess it's different than what she normally does. Yeah. Um, I am not going to listen to it. I, I haven't, I liked her a lot in like whatever, 2000, like Teardrop My Guitar is the last thing, song I think I liked by her. Um, 
But all the people that are comparing this album to, like I know Maggie Rogers and all these other people, I'm like, I don't really like them. So I'm not going to like this CD. And, and Taylor loves it. And you love it too. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been tell, listening. Tell me why you like it. Tell me about the album. I don't really know much about it other than I don't want to listen. Yeah, I think like, actually, this might be an unpopular opinion, but some of the songs remind me of like the old Taylor Swift, but obviously there's like a lot of really different stuff in there too. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, just like the whole vibe of it is like really good. It's like really catchy. It's different. Uh, the songs I like the most are The One, Mad Woman, and Invisible String. So you may hate it, but definitely will it, now is it has it gone away from the pop like it's it, it's less pop than she had been is that right because i know originally she was i don't know if she was ever really country even her initial country songs were like country but like radio friendly country kind of more pop country is that is it more like her like original songs you say no like it's definitely has like more of that folk like more of that indie type feel to me at least but there's just like something that kind of reminds me about like the old Taylor Swift but yeah it's definitely doesn't really come across as pop like she's really has kind of gone all over the place like with her music style but yeah I really like this I think it's like the best that I've heard obviously I like when I was younger I loved like her country stuff but yeah I think it's good hope she'll do a jazz record next so tell me real quick what is, I don't understand the um the sweater thing there's some sweater thing what's what's that about she's oh people uh the cardigan yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the I think it's like the you wore me like a cardigan now I'm like some old cardigan like that you don't want anymore oh okay hey I'll, I'll tell you what she is I don't like her anymore I don't really care for music but she is clever like from the PR perspective yeah. I remember that one what was the video call when she had like all the snakes and all the imagery and stuff you know like is that what you made me do or something uh no well there's some big it was Maybe. like it was like two or three years ago and like yeah all the things that she had in there were like secret, like they all meant something. They were secret meetings. Like I think from a well, they're actually so there's three songs. I'm blanking on one of them is called Betty. Uh, I don't remember. I think the other one's like Inez, but they're coming from like different points of views, I think. And so I think you have to like I missed it the first couple times, but listen to it carefully. But it's like three different songs in the album she has like coming from a different perspective and they like talk and it's like kind of flies under the radar like it's definitely like clever uh but yeah like there's a lot of like artistic like ability that she hasn't shown in this yeah even even I, like her, I do respect as a communications professional she does a great job with pr and does a great job like making people excited for her stuff so well that's all we have so carrington i appreciate you joining us and, and we really do appreciate all the work you've done for us this summer you've been i think maybe our best intern ever so we, we appreciate you and we're glad that you had a chance to kind of come on here and, and, and talk with us. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. We will see you next week. I think me and Steph here next week and then we'll get back to normal with me and Taylor, which nobody wants, but it will happen. Okay, we'll see you all next week.